Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. Perhaps one of the most important elements of a healthy relationship is active acceptance, but it can also be super challenging when we have to live with something we don't like. Today, we're talking about it. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in. When your day goes south or your relationship gets salty, you need tools that will turn it around. With decades of experience and a variety of perspectives between them, Leslie Sleesman and Leslin Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with Try This at Home. Hi, Leslin. Hi, Les. How are you today? I am sore. Why? What happened? I walked like 21,000 miles. 21,000 miles. 21,000 steps. I was going to be very impressed. <laughs> yeah, I'd be very impressed. I would die. <laughs> um, around D.C. this weekend. So. Oh, the um, Cherry Blossom Festival. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I, I heard that there were millions of people there. Way too many people. Yeah. Okay. Was um, it fun, though? It was great. Yes. Good. You know, in all these years that I've lived in the Mid-Atlantic region, I've never done that. Oh, it's beautiful, and I would highly recommend it, but just be prepared for masses of people. Which is why I don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we got today? We are talking, finally, about acceptance. <laughs> it's one of the things that I find is part of a conversation in my office on a regular basis, and... It's always interesting to me because most of us consider ourselves very accepting people, right? Yes. The definition of acceptance is a willingness to tolerate. Okay. And if you walk around and just ask people, do you consider yourself a tolerant person? Most people would probably say, because it's politically correct. Sure. To say, yes, I'm tolerant. But we're only tolerant, really. To people we don't know. <laughs> that is, yeah, I, I can see that. And I probably could even justify that better. We're actually very tolerant with our friends um, because we don't live with them. So it's maybe it's people we love and live with that yeah. we're not necessarily tolerant of. Or love and have lived with. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Sisters, brothers, right. mothers, fathers. Yes, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I think of acceptance... I think you're right that people do automatically go to like the political implications of acceptance, like all the hot button topics, um, you know, like gay marriage and and all that sort of thing. And you definitely people would want to seem accepting, even if they aren't, I guess. Um, Well, as long as it's not involving them. Right. right. Oh, yeah. You know, and I and I've I've had people in my life say, well, that's fine for them. Right. But not for my daughter or Uh my partner or for myself. Yeah. I I say that with my kids sometimes. Um, Like Henry will say, well, so-and-so's mom, let them do that. I'm like, well, that's lovely for so-and-so, but Mm -hmm. you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, if that's chewing gum in bed, you know, then that's something maybe you don't really want to accept. And acceptance isn't allowing necessarily everything in your life. I mean, we can 
choose what to accept and what not to accept. We always, always have a choice. But I think, especially when it comes to our interpersonal relationships, we need to think very carefully about what those um, issues are that we're willing to accept. What are the deal breakers and what can we learn to live with? So that's a big part of what we're going to talk about. So... Do you have something that you've seen over and over that is like the one thing that people have an issue with in regards to acceptance? Um, Yes, accepting that people think differently than I do. Mm, Okay. I mean, I know that's kind of broad. Broad, but yeah. But that seems to be at the bottom of the trend. And it's, I see it, of course, as a marriage and family therapist, I see it a lot in relationships. Well, um, and Harlan on, honestly would say to me, Les, I don't do that to you. <laughs> and I'd say, true, but you're not me. Right? <laughs> right? I mean, that yeah. is something. Yeah. Or he would say, and I think the verbatim is, I would never say that to you. Right. And I'd say, well, honey, I'm I'm me. Right, right. And while that isn't something that you would bring up, and I, and I'm sure it had something to do with, wearing a fleece vest over a short sleeve t-shirt because it just didn't make sense to me. But that was his style. That was who he is, you know, was. And um, I would simply say to him, why? It's 90 degrees outside, babe. Why are you, do you have that fleece vest on? Right. And he would just sometimes stop and look at me and say, I would never talk to you about what you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that funny? Just this morning, uh, my daughter is seven, and um, she's very much the little fashionista. And she was getting ready in our bathroom, and she was wearing leggings, and she was tucking her T-shirt into her leggings, and she had a little jean jacket on over it. And I I said, no. I said, untuck your shirt. You don't tuck your shirt into leggings. And (laughs) she's like, okay. And she does it because she trusts me generally Mm -hmm. with, with that sort of a thing. Um, but I'm like, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, I do want her to untuck it because I don't want, you know, her to have this bulge around her little leggings. But, um, I mean, does it, I really probably should have just let her do it. Like, what's the big deal, you know? Well, isn't that interesting? (laughs) And that's kind of, and and that's a really good example at the most minimalist level, (laughs) right? right, Of what acceptance is about. Mm -hmm. We... For whatever reason, you had this thought in your head that you didn't want her to have a bulge around the middle. Why don't you want her to have a bulge around the middle? Right. It looks silly. But really, there's... I didn't want to look at it. Yeah. And I wouldn't do it. So and I was putting it on was her. there a part of you that was fearful that someone would see her and think that maybe you hadn't guided her correctly? Uh that, that didn't cross my mind in the moment, but looking back on it, sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, I can remember my mother saying, um, don't leave the house without lipstick. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, why? And she goes, well, I don't want anybody to think I haven't taught you how to present yourself to the public. <laughs> and so we kind of grow up believing that our children are representative or the, not just our children, but the people that we hang out with are somehow representative of ourselves and if we feel fearful of judgment, mm-hmm. we're going to attempt to normalize those people so that we don't get judged. And, you know, this is this is so funny that this just happens to be another great example about um, an outfit. Mm-hmm. 
but also this morning, and, and this is so strange to me thinking about it now. I, I can't believe this happened. But okay, so I told my daughter, untuck your shirt. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. So my youngest son is six, and he is in this little phase right now where he wants to wear a suit jacket. Okay. <laughs> and it's, be- it's because my, my older son has started calling him Mr. President when he wears it. And so he really <laughs> loves being called Mr. President. It's the most ridiculous thing. Um. But it's it's hilarious because he dresses himself, and so he'll wear like a, a Christmas sweatshirt, and then a suit jacket over it, <laughs> and then like army pants, you know. And it, it, he it just looks absolutely ridiculous. And I send him to school like that because I think it's his- hysterical. <laughs> and so here I am. Just this weekend, we were at Target, and there was another little suit jacket, best twenty six bucks I've ever spent. He was enthralled with it. He has worn it all the time. He wore it to school two days in a row. I don't care. I think it's hilarious. And so I send him to school because I think it's adorable. He he looks ridiculous. But your daughter couldn't go to school looking ridiculous. (laughs) Yes. And it so and and the even crazier thing is they're like ten and a half months apart in age. Mm -hmm. Um, and so somewhere in that ten and a half months, I've decided that he can look ridiculous and cute. And I'm going to accept that and encourage it, in fact. But she can't. Mm. Is it a gender? <clears throat> is it a gender thing, do you think? I don't know. Isn't really self-reflection really interesting when we start it really is. looking at our behavior and thinking, why do I do that? Yeah, because if we hadn't had this conversation today, I never, ever would have put those two instances that both occurred this morning mm-hmm. together. Fascinating. Yeah. It is. This is the kind of thing that I absolutely love about behavior and introspection and and finding little um, nuances about what we do and getting curious about them. I think it's I, I yeah. love it, obviously. And, and especially because, you know, um, am I really seriously concerned about those interactions this morning? Well, no, I, my daughter wasn't offended. She wasn't hurt. She was fine. Same with my son. But it is interesting that now I'm just going to be more aware that this happens in my head, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, well, that's a good Um, thing, I think. I think that's a really good thing because at the end of the day, it does happen on a much bigger or much broader scale. Right, so when it's all said and done, acceptance becomes necessary when things are done or or people behave in ways that are different than us, right? right? Different Mm -hmm. than the way we think. And it kind of ties into that conversation we had last week about internal standards, you know, and yes. this standard that we have for ourselves and this quasi expectation that we have that the people that we love, the people in our periphery, um, it, share the same yeah. level of expectations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the reason we have difficulty accept- accepting things is because of how we feel internally. And maybe the most important part of acceptance is figuring out what it is exactly that is allowing this discomfort to affect you right so yeah. if you think about that bulge around page's middle mm-hmm. it made you uncomfortable right or created this feeling of discomfort in you mm-hmm. why yeah i don't know well i think it it kind of is like um it's something that 
an expectation I have that when you wear leggings, you don't tuck in your t-shirt. And I've picked that up from somewhere along mm-hmm. the line. Who knows? Maybe my mom told me the same thing. I have no idea. So is it a fashion thing? You know, is it something that... It's a rule, mm-hmm. I guess. In, it, it is, a, in it is a rule in my head. Yeah. 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 That it's not fashionally appropriate. You right. see, that's actually pretty common. I mean, you know, yeah. I um, often will tell the story of... Because I think Harlan is the one who taught me most definitively about acceptance. Yeah. He was from Maine. And in Maine, it's cold a lot, right? right. And um, his feet would get cold. But he loved wearing his Teva sandals. He loved them. Yeah. But because his feet are cold, he would wear socks with, with them. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. White socks, I'm sure. They were white ankle socks. Mm-hmm. And where I came from, you know, I, I spent a number of years in Virginia. And in Virginia, it's warmer. And <laughs> in Virginia, you don't see, except maybe... Well, at least not on the coast, in the coastal areas <laughs> of Virginia, you don't see people wearing socks with Tevas. And maybe you even do see that, and I just didn't because it was a fashion faux pas yeah. Yeah. in my world. Right. Right. And so who, where did that come from with you? That's just, a, it, just same with me, right? It's just is a rule that we have that we picked up somewhere. Yeah. And we just want to follow it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We want others to follow it. And, and, and that's our comfort level, right? Yeah. So it's a matter of being uncomfortable. Figure out right. why you're uncomfortable. And then try to really sit back and understand that you're the person with the problem. <laughs> it's not the person wearing socks with their Tevas, no. right? Or the person who's tucked in their their shirt. It really is. The problem is completely and totally with us. Yeah. And when you understand that, you can start accepting Mm-hmm. And I think there's acceptance on two levels. Number one, I accept that person for being different than me, and I accept myself for being um, snotty, or, right. or at least um, at, to the point where you're uninformed, right? Sure, yeah. Once you get informed, you can kind of be gentle with yourself and go through a loving process right. that says, all right, well, I didn't just make this up. It came from someplace, so now I need to let it go. Um so one of the things over at my, my anniversary is coming up. Um, we've been married almost 11 years. So we, it'll be on the fifth. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and my husband and I handle arguments much, 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 much differently. Mm-hmm. And one of the things finally after 11 years, <laughs> I think we're coming to accept <laughs> with one another is that if something happens, I want to talk about it and fix it immediately. And he wants to not talk to me for two days and then it'll just dissipate. And he'll be fine. And that's been really hard because Mm -hmm. those two things are very much at odds (laughs) with one another. That's a really good example because that's common, actually. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's pretty common to find people coupled that have opposing styles. Right. And then there does become a little bit of a tug of war on whose (sighs) style are we going to adopt. Yes. Instead of just accepting that you have these differences. Yeah. And we had to have a conversation because I didn't think it was fair that we just did it his way and he didn't, he didn't want to do it my way or probably didn't think it was fair to just talk about it. And he wasn't ready. That's Mm -hmm. the other thing. He's not ready. And there's, you know, you can't force it. (laughs) So we kind of came to the the, um, consensus that we would set a time limit. So it wasn't going to be as long as he wanted and it wasn't going to be immediately 
but we were going to talk about it after a set period of time. Yeah, which is a great compromise. And I think that's always the goal. You know, I think back to my 20-year-old self. And in all fairness, I wasn't a therapist back then. Um, I hadn't, I didn't have a psychology degree (laughs) at that point. And so I made so many big mistakes. Right. And not that I don't still, but (laughs) they're a little less blatant now. Um, Rocky and I had had a fight or we're in the middle of a fight. And Mm -hmm. I'm also somebody who wants to talk about it right now, get it settled. And he was opposite. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, I was a chaser. I was going to chase you down, and I was going to make you talk about this. I am also guilty of that. (laughs) I was going to get in your face, and I'm going to blab until you can't stand it. Of course, there is nothing productive about that. No. So he very maturely attempted to walk away from me, and I ran after him. We were in the parking lot of our apartment complex, probably making a scene, (laughs) and I looked at him, and I said, you owe it to me. To tell me what's wrong. And he turned around with the evil eye and he said, Well, then, send me a effing bill. <laughs> and I kind of stopped. I laugh about it now, but I was devastated then. Right, right. And he just kept walking. Yeah. And it probably was another 20 years before I realized that I couldn't chase. I have right. vivid memories of chasing. Somebody else around a car to convince they were trying to get away from me. I can't imagine, really, when I think about it, and the dysfunction in my relationships back in the day. Well, and it's so funny because we want other people to accept us exactly as we are. Yes. But we don't want to give that in return. You know, I want to talk about the argument immediately because I want acceptance for, mm-hmm. you know, the way that I deal best with that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, you have to accept that the other person is not going to be exactly like you. <laughs> yes, and that they they have a different way of processing, you know. Yeah. And acceptance is saying, hey, and, and you know another word for acceptance? What? Surrender. Yeah. That's a harder pill to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> it, isn't it interesting? Why? Why I is that know. a harder pill to And it is for so many people. Yeah. Surrender means that you're giving up control. Giving up, yeah. I think of I th- it being the way you want it to yeah, be. Yeah, I think surrender. Ha- it's easier to see the relationship between giving up and acceptance. Sounds more flowery and pretty <laughs> and good, you know. <laughs> but it really is a surrendering of the other person needing to be the way you want them to be. Yeah, and accepting that. Right. Um, it's we um. I, my mother used to say a lot, it is what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is a saying that, again, 20, 25 years ago, I detested because I wanted to change what it is. Right. Yeah. I didn't like the idea of letting what it is be what it is if it didn't conform to what yeah. I wanted it to be. Right. right. Yeah. And yet there's great peace in surrendering to this idea that, it is what it is in this moment. And if you slow down mm-hmm. and really stop and pay attention to what's happening right now, mm-hmm. it's easier to accept that this moment in time is perfect in its intention for what's happening in your life overall. 
Right. Okay, so I have a question about mm-hmm. this. Um, since, you know, I'm in, in the midst of parenting three young kids, one of the things that I think it's, I, I'm discovering more and more that I need to figure out or navigate when I accept something as just the way my child is versus trying to um, break their will with something without breaking their spirit about it. So how do you, you know, is there is there a good way or a good rule to say, okay, I don't like the way my kid is about this and I want to change their behavior because it's going to help them be a, a better person or a more productive adult because, you know, we're really not raising kids or raising adults. Um, but but know when to leave well enough alone and just accept that, okay, well, that's that's who he or she is. So I wish there was a really simple question to this because it's it's we could probably have a whole podcast yeah. about this. But in general, certainly parents as a as an objective are looking to raise children that share, or at least um, adopt some form of the values and ideologies that you have as a parent, right? right? Mm-hmm. We want, I mean, generally speaking, you know, we try to raise kids to be kind and compassionate and hardworking and introspective and so on and so forth. But I don't think that's really what we're talking about. We're talking no. really more about how studious, mm-hmm. um, how athletic. How tidy. How tidy. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that's coming up. <laughs> Again, um, you know all of these things, and I and I think that you're experimenting. Parenting is just sure. a great yeah. big experiment. Yes, and certainly in retrospect, what I'm what I'm observing today as the parent of adult children is that none of us know what we don't know. <laughs> Your children have no context to understand why tidiness might be important yeah and so you're attempting to convey to them Mm -hmm. this this value or this understanding that tidiness will um somehow improve their life right or their health or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be at some point there's a stopping point where you've conveyed the information Mm -hmm. you've set the expectation You've um, explained the consequences. You've yelled, (laughs) (laughs) if we're being honest. Okay, yep, that too. (laughs) And then they have to make a decision for themselves, right? Yeah. The world that we live in essentially offers us choices. We there's there's expectations that are set, consequences that are uh, demonstrated, and then you choose, Mm -hmm. and you accept the consequences of that. Yeah. Um. I can remember going to my son, and we might have talked about this before, but my son was not a tidy person. Mm-hmm. We moved him out of an apartment one time, and it was, <laughs> frankly, disgusting. Yeah. And Harlan just looked at me and said, settle down, settle down. This is not your deal. He's an adult. Right. And if he wants to get laid, he'll learn how to clean up. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's where I'm at with the, with the showering. I'm, uh, we, we make our child, our oldest son, shower every single day, mm-hmm. um, because quite frankly, he's, he's getting a little stinky. 
um, as is, you know, the norm for his age. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hates it. Mm-hmm. And we force it on him. Mm-hmm. And there's many yelling and, you know, going on every morning. Um, and I, I just, I'm like, please, God, let there be a girl soon that he <laughs> no, wants to no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I mean. I feel like that's the only thing at this point. Wait a like, minute. He's nine. He's almost ten. Yeah. He's still nine. I know. <laughs> so, no girls, but, um, no. you know, I think, oh, yeah. It's, it's rough. It, and these are those things, right? If, if he's happy mm-hmm. with odor and dirty hair, yeah. um, and that's who he wants to define himself as, I would actually have a conversation and ask him to really kind of think about what are the consequences if if you're sitting in class and you're really stinky and you have really dirty hair or or dirty hands or dirty clothes do you like the way it feels knowing that you're the only one in your classroom maybe that smells yeah is that going to be a good feeling are you going to feel proud of yourself and if you are then Maybe he needs to experiment with that, right. you know, and, and understand the consequences of that. Yeah. Um, and if he's at peace with the consequences, then that's maybe is his journey. Yeah. And then I need to just accept. Yeah. <laughs> for a little bit. Anyway. Yeah. And, and again, set rules, right? You can have boundaries, which we will eventually talk about. <laughs> but you can say, um, you don't, maybe he doesn't get to sit on the sofa, Right or in or our, in our presence if it if it's offensive to us. Yes, yeah. well that's just it, it right? right? Yeah. It, people yeah. don't really want to be with people who emit right. strong odors. Sure, generally speaking. Right. All right. So as we learn and work with acceptance, what is the thing that we should all try? So our try this at home this week is uh, to sit back and think of something in your life that you've been challenged to accept something that may not be within your direct control to change. Okay. Spend some reflective time literally sitting with that thing on your mind for a few minutes each day. See it in your life, Mm -hmm. in your mind, maybe some great visualization or imagery Mm -hmm. and say out loud or write down on, um, in your journal, this is okay. I can accept this. It is what it is. This is part of it. And I don't have to bear the consequences specifically. Right. Right. That if I think about Harlan wearing his his <laughs> fleece vest, it's like, I'm not the person that's going to sweat. It's, right. it's okay. Deep breath. Right. Breathe through it. It is okay. I'm going to let this go. Mm-hmm. And... A consistent daily practice of letting go of those things. I love the um, the uh, AA mantra of allow me to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, that's the key part. Yes, and that's our discussion for today, folks. As always, we are super grateful that you took the time to listen. Next week, we'll be talking about boundaries, and we hope that you will join us. If you have any questions or comments, we hope that you'll reach out on our website, www.trythisathomepodcast.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And if you're so inclined, we'd love a rating or review so other people know what you think. Tell your friends about us. 
For now, this is Leslie and Les Lynn, hoping you will try this at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.